0: You know, this is clean. These glasses. Beer clean glasses, except for there's like actually a streak. Yeah.
1: No, it's fine. It's super yeah. clean. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's fine. Leave it. Leave it. Are you ready? Are you going to take it seriously? I am so ready. <laughs>
1: Welcome back, Believers, to the Don't Stop Beer Leaving Podcast. That is Michelangelo. I am Christopher. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. This is episode seven. Can I can't you believe, believe <laughs> it's episode seven already. Thanks for wow. joining us, everyone. As always, we appreciate the support of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe below and ring that bell for notifications about future episodes. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. And as always, we want to hear your comments at mm-hmm. don't stop relieving at gmail.com. Um, so, Right into it here, episode seven, we have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm, We're going to mm-hmm. get into kind of the, um, I guess, the beginner's guide to tasting beer, to, to opening up a beer for the first time and being able to talk about it and mm-hmm. um, express what, what you uh, what you get from it with the tasting notes and everything that comes along with that. And again, I'm lacking words for that because I really <laughs> don't know much, but Michael's going to uh, explain all that for us here today.
0: Sure. Um, Anything interesting happened in your life recently? Recently, recently. No, uh, I mean, I've been playing around with my recipes because we're coming up. Homebrew recipes. Homebrew recipes. Okay. Um, I don't usually homebrew over the winter months. It's just I, I don't usually try to do that. I take a little break just to work on the technicalities of it all. But now that we're coming up to spring, or at least the times where you can brew for spring, I've been working on actually a a recipe for... A red ale. Oh, nice. Irish red for St. Patrick's Day. It's did coming Did you
1: make up. this one last year?
0: I did, and I'm not going to make the similar one. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It was, it was good, but so I used beets to achieve the color, mm. and what I forgot is that when you use beets like that and you add temperature that's high, it's going to break it down, and just it looks like this earthy mud water. Oh, so it, it was not fine. Not as like red as you
1: would want it. Exactly. Not as, I was yeah. going
0: for this really plum red, really yeah. like... Uh, almost looking like cranberry juice type of red mm. beer, and uh did not achieve that um it tasted fine tasted great um but yeah, we're working on that. I'm, I'm working on that recipe right now, and we'll see where it goes. But, yeah, well, I mean, you know. trial and error, right? Trial and error. And
1: if any of you out there are home brewers as well, please send us your beer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Or <laughs> yeah. your recipes. No, honestly, we'll talk yeah, recipes. Or your recipes yeah, too, yeah. and
0: Mike can can try them out. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. we'll definitely talk about uh, some home brewing on the podcast at some point. I mean, that's a nice little. So we're talking yeah, about I craft I think beer
1: specifically to, as yeah. we get into those months that you mentioned, mm-hmm. it would be cool to even um, you know do a few episodes along that journey of of. You know what it takes to actually produce a home beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that would be kind of cool. Idea. Yeah. But let's jump into it here with the challenge of last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some pretty interesting challenges so far, but but last week um, was the challenge to take the beer that you had in the local brewery you went to. Uh, that was the crowler was for mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. bring it home and open it up in a different setting and see if you had any different experiences with sure, it. So, yeah. um, Mike, without further ado. Talk about your experience with the beer you chose last week when you had it mm-hmm. in your own
0: home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, actually, you saw me live taste test that beer. It was the uh, Order to Chaos by mm-hmm. Sapwood Cellars. Unfortunately, when I do it, you know, in this setting, of course, it's just a little bit more different. Obviously a little not. forced. Yeah, it's a little forced. Yes, yeah. uh, I'm definitely thinking about it a lot more, mm-hmm. maybe overthinking it even. Um, but, you know, I, I you know, being taking that beer home and actually was able to bring them like other beers from Sapwood, unfortunately not that one, but, um, you know, it's just, again, it's just different. You know, yeah. you're in a comfortable environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the lighting's different. You're sure. in a quiet environment. I live with, uh, with three roommates, but you know, sometimes they're not home and I was, I was drinking that beer in, in in, in silence in my, in my kitchen. And, um, and I usually do beer share, sorry. It's not like I just drink the whole the <laughs> beer myself. Um, but you know, it's just, it's just a different experience. Yeah. So, so, yeah. um, really want to hear what you guys thought about that. And, um, if you guys really think that beer psychology is a thing, cause I, I firmly yeah. believe, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. And now that we know a little bit about beer psychology and now that you guys tasted it at home, I kind of wanted to do this small demonstration i guess absolutely about how how one should taste test a beer and really talk about the qualitative aspects of what a like a an amateur cicerone would go through sure okay um, so the other so,
1: side of the coin right i mean last year mm-hmm. was all about beer psychology the experience of beer outside of the actual tasting mm-hmm. and
0: now we're getting we're getting into the tasting, to the tasting. so right. this is a black saison a uh saison is a farmhouse style beer and uh Usually brewed in the winter months or prior to the winter months, because back in the day when farmers in France uh, would would brew beer, they actually couldn't. Brew, it would be unwise to brew during those hot months or so. Um, so, and also they didn't have refrigeration, so they'd use the naturally colder months to refrigerate. And so they they yeah they they brew these around the fall time, let them go over the winter, and this is what they drink during their summer work. Um, so. The, this is actually a black Saison style, and saisons themselves go kind of... They actually have kind of free reign because... Whoop, am I going to split? There. You're good. We're uh, <laughs> safe. <laughs> Whew. Um, saisons, because it's made by a farmer, it's just usually what they had on, si- mm-hmm. on hand. Um, and it can go dry. It can go sweet. It can go you know, super funky because it's, you know, aged in a barrel over time or not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually what you're looking for is some of that funk but also a fruity, refreshing character sure. because, again, these are for the farmers, the farmers in the fields that are going to be working during the day when they're drinking this or, you know, at the end of the day when they don't want to be super dehydrated again. Yeah. So this is a Black Saison, uh, again, home brewed by my uh, my friend Daniel Hernandez. Thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you, Ooh. Daniel.
1: We appreciate it.
0: This is beautiful. So at any
1: point, so he's already poured the beer, just poured the beer. Now, mm mm-hmm. Obviously I'm coming out from a that. completely ignorant standpoint. Do they teach you anything about even pouring the beer and, and the initial like sight of it
0: well, into actually, the taste? Actually the first thing you should do when you open a beer in general is to get your nose in there. And like really go for the smell. If you can, okay. like right when you open it, immediately pour it so that you can put your nose here and not okay. look like a weirdo. Putting your yeah. um, because there are, some, there are some aromatics that are going to come off immediately. You know, a lot of like the sulfur stuff is going to come off immediately, which is not necessarily what you want to smell. But there's some things that you're going to lose over time. So you want that initial smell. Create a uh, kind of baseline for where those flavors okay. or those smells are going to go. So this, you know, and, and last week, what, what did we have last week? We yeah, had the Order of Chaos. I was also sipping on... What was it another beer, uh, farmhouse style? This is reminding me just of that, yeah. You know, um, definitely like horse a blanket is a phrase is a phrase. Hey, <laughs> yeah, look at you! Yeah. You guys are, you guys <laughs> I'm learning things, I'm cool learning cowboy. things, but we're also getting gosh, I mean, again, plum okay. definitely like a fruity, kind of almost banana ester to it, clove. Mm. So, what I like to do is right when I establish where I think the beer is, yeah. aromatically, that's when I go for the taste. Um, when it's still on my sensors, on my nose mm-hmm. uh, sensors, I want to add the, the you know, compound, kind of the experience by putting it right in my mouth. Right there, okay, so this is a drier beer. Um, so you know how a lot of wine tasters will take a sip of beer, mm, of wine and then breathe through it, oxygenate yeah. it? You don't really do that with beer. Interesting. You don't do that with beer, really. Well, what do you do it with wine? Um, so oxygen with wine really helps open it up as well here with beer, you're just oxygenating the beer. And honestly, there's better ways to experience it. What you want to do is just let it course through your entire mouth. You know, you don't, you don't want to just focus it on, you know, one part of the tongue or, um, just put it in the back of the, on on the back of the tongue or something. You want your entire mouth to experience it. Mm -hmm. Um, for beer, uh, studying beer sommeliers or Cicerones, they know that really the entirety of the mouth can help you experience the flavors of the beer so you yeah. don't want to use that yeah so so you like that touch i like to breathe through it it kind of like revitalizes those flavors and um yeah no I, that confirms it all this is actually pretty pretty darn fantastic i was expecting a little bit more of like a peppery phenol to it okay like a like a like a black pepper but not so much um Definitely dry though. Now that now it's really getting to me, my tongue is starting to, to dry out. Um, so does, does
1: dryness equate to non-sessionableness? If that's even for a, me a word, but like, you know, if it's if it's really going to dry your mouth out, is that something that's not as appealing? It's it's over more about of
0: time. Yeah, so in terms of the word, the definition of sessionable, yeah. technically not. Um, mm-hmm. I do like to throw in, you know, heaviness or just um, kind of like it's not attractive in my mouth as part of sessionable. But honestly, it's really sessionable. It should be just about ABV. But also, if a beer is just, you know, hard to drink in Mm -hmm. a session, I think that's not, you know, in the definition of sessionable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, this is a fantastic beer. Definitely in its style. You definitely get that kind of farmhouse funk. But still, because it's such a loose style, Mm -hmm. um, honestly, it's it's pretty easy to say, like, yes, this is a Saison. Its color um, definitely falls in the, you know, the black... uh, um, Descriptor, which is going to be you know thirty five forty plus SRM or standard reference method of color, um, from zero to forty, um, definitely there. Uh, I love actually like this persistent foam, this persistent head. Yeah, it kind of just lingers
1: mm-hmm. around. You know, it just never dissipate mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, very interesting. A very very good beer. So wh- what is the what is the beer exactly? Where, where where did you get it from? It looks like it's in a homebrew bottle. Did you mention it was homebrew? Yeah yeah okay, yeah. Was, so homebrew. this is. Oh, sorry, Dan, Dan. Yeah Dan. Yeah.
0: yeah. So Dan Hernandez. I think he he brewed it several months this is actually pretty um Mm -hmm. his he's actually brewed since then he brewed a Festivus beer and and before that was this beer so this has Mm -hmm. actually been probably mellowed out for a bit um which is again true to style right because it's supposed to be you know chilling for over the winter months um this is a fantastic in-style beer, a fantastic homebrew. Um, and That's I'm what I was going to say. I mean, I, I've had a lot of homebrews, like a... whether it's yours
1: or whether it's, um, you know, Peter's made some homebrew mm-hmm. as well. He's actually a very good homebrewer in his own right. Mm-hmm. I think, though, that... Uh, a lot of times you can open up a homebrew and you know it's a homebrew. Like you can yeah, tell yeah. there's either not a lot of carbonation uh, or oh, yeah. there's not a great head in the beer. Mm-hmm. I would never have known just based upon the pour and uh, mm-hmm. the, the look of the beer specifically. It's actually, it's very, very dark. Yeah, Like you can't see through it. You hold up the light, you can't see through mm-hmm. it. Um, it looks very professional. Like oh, it sure. looks very well done.
0: Yeah, and in terms of experiencing beer quantita- or qualitatively, for like homebrews. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first started homebrewing, I ran into several problems where at the end of my at the end of the beer, like the final product it was super it was super sweet. It was cloying. It was like drinking syrup. And I was like, okay, that's mm-hmm. wrong. And you know, you just gotta keep playing around with it. But yeah, there are some times where you have a homebrew and you just know. Yeah. And 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 I chalk that up to being, you know, it was me being inexperienced, me being green because I was impatient or sure. overthinking, or sometimes it also comes down to cleanliness. I mean, you're dealing with, you know, living organisms, yeast, and yeah. also the things you don't want to introduce anything else that will, you know, endanger the yeast or, you know, ruin or introduce new organisms to your maturing wart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, this is uh this is a fantastic beer. And in terms of just, if I, if I was not to say that this is a homebrew, this is just a regular beer. This is, or not regular beer. This is just a off the shelf beer. Again, perfectly in style. Um I I would enjoy this really on any kind of day. This is this is refreshing except for the fact that it is somewhat dry at the end. Sure. You know, um but no, fantastic beer. Can you
1: talk a bit about um some of those Things you mentioned in, in more detail, like oh, the cicerone terms and all that. Yeah, I mean, like in style. How okay. do you? How can you t- take a beer that obviously, if it says it's a stout, mm-hmm. sure, but how can you identify it as in style for a stout or in style for a wheat beer or in sure. style for like how? You know, what are the aspects of it that you've you were able to tell? Mm-hmm. indicated it was in style
0: so what i recommend whenever you're uh drinking beer especially if you're drinking beer that you just don't know about and i do this often every time i go to a brewery if i'm going alone especially because um, i don't like to do this when i'm with people is mm-hmm. i pull up my phone and i you know right here i have the bjcp the uh, beer judge certification program app right here talks about ooh, talks about beer styles and you know that way you just while you're having the beer, reading about the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout my, I don't know, two years of studying beer now, now I just know, like, okay, this is in style because Saison's are defined as this. Yeah. Um, stouts are defined as that. Um, if, if you're just getting started or you just want to know more, definitely download the app and read while you're, while you're drinking. You know, again, you're mm-hmm. just associating descriptors and you're starting to learn more about your beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, obviously in regard to the to the um, the challenge, Michael mentioned to let us know what you thought of that. Um, as well, I would say we'll obviously get into the challenge for this week, but, um, if you guys have any personal, you know, tips or personal, um, mm-hmm. you know, ways you like to enjoy a beer, as far as the, the, the initial tasting of it, the analysis of that beer, let us know what you guys do, because yeah. Yeah, at a certain point from, from my perspective, I, I think that beer can be enjoyed a lot of different ways and you can enjoy it the way Michael just enjoyed it. Um, but you can also crack it open and just throw it back and yeah. like, you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Um, oh yeah,
0: and on, on that, you know, yeah. you know, some people are like, oh man, you're, you're, you're so snoo- snooty about beer. Or, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're being a little pretentious. I mean, yes, if you read it that way, but if you read it as I am trying to appreciate what I'm drinking a little bit more mm-hmm. then you know, you have to remember that that's a noble thing to learn more about your craft. Of course, I would never, again, like I said, I wouldn't do this in, in a group of people, mm-hmm. um, or at least wouldn't try to or I would do it quietly to myself. I wouldn't pull out the app and read about beer while I have friends around me. Um, But, you know, when you're drinking uh, and you're doing your research, this is totally a fine thing to do, and it's a a very fine thing to do. Don't be scared uh, about these stigmas of being a uh, a beer, you know, know, a a snooty beer critic or some millennial. Yeah, beer snob. That beer snob, I get a lot. Um, You know, people are going to call you that, but it's totally fine to know a little bit more about what you like
1: yeah stick to your guns I mean at the end of the day it's an it's an art it's a craft, right It should be appreciated the way that it's meant to be appreciated mm-hmm. um and there's nothing wrong with uh, expressing your thoughts and opinions and analysis of a certain beer mm-hmm. um, the way that the industry you know lays out for us you mm-hmm. know it's 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 just you know it's common decency in some ways to to give it the respect that exactly that's it's, a really good way to earned. put it so yeah,
0: absolutely yeah. Yeah. All right, so I uh, I did allude to this several episodes ago, and I think we've skipped it a couple times, but Chris wants to get back to one of his favorite segments so far. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> it is time for
1: Triple oh, B Take Two. So we have another set of two beers that we actually picked up today uh, when we were Whole Foods. Mm. <laughs> so the idea behind this segment, obviously, we're going to give Michael two different types of beers that are similar in style blindfold him, and see if he can guess which... Which one's which. Just which.
0: So um, And a little bit of a, uh, of a disclaimer, because of last time when we did this, and um, mm-hmm. episode three, gosh, really, three? I think it was three, yeah. Three. So long ago, um, we did use beers that may not have been so accessible to the everyday person, the everyday yeah. listener. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this one, we want to kind of rein it back in and say, and kind of give the challenge out to you guys, too, because we, we totally. chose two um Widely distributed beers, we chose Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale mm-hmm. and um, Dale's Pale Ale, mm-hmm. which are, are fantastic beers and actually very similar. I've had both of them, I will say that. Um, but it's, I'm a little worried. I think this worried. is
1: going to be well. We've only had two episodes of this, <laughs> but it's going to be his toughest challenge yet. Okay. To get both of these, um, so let let's yeah. do it. Okay, so we got our two beers here. We got our Dale's Pale Ale, mm-hmm. and we have our Sierra Nevada. Pale ale, so what we'll do is I'll ask Michael to blindfold himself now. Oh, boy. Yes, put, put oh wait, the, I uh, put the blindfold on. Got to go get the blindfold. <laughs> um, and I will pour a little bit of each beer into a glass, and we'll see what we can come up with.
0: I think every time we choose a different blindfold, which is totally fine. Maybe we can have the listeners create a blindfold for me as... Chock full A of beer Blindfold. Beer. A don't-stop-beer-leaving blindfold. That's what we need. That's just That's what we need. alliteration. All right, you can't see, right? I cannot see gonna all. To go. I
1: am like the daredevil. I'm being bad. I'm not like tilting the glass or anything. I'm just pouring straight in. Should I, I can't see. Should I, really I can't see. Yeah, but like, should I? <laughs> I can't comment. <laughs> yeah. You look great. <laughs> I'm sure the beers look good too. No, I promise. I'm going to
0: remember which beer is which this time. Yes, please. um Everyone, hold him accountable. We don't want to have to play this back and figure out that I was actually wrong because I'm going to be right. I need to find a mechanism. No, no, no. I'm just going to put my hand right here. to find a
1: mechanism to uh, remember ready. which beer is which here.
0: I'm ready to receive beer into my hand. Also, am I like near to the microphone? You're fine. I don't fine. want to hit it when I go in. Well,
1: you might hit it. Okay, I'll go. I'll here. put it. I'll put him over there. So I'll put it like towards you. Just put me. All right, my hand. so. Um, Everybody, we have the Dale's Pale Ale right here. Guys, my heart's and racing. And we have the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale right <laughs> I can, here. I can now, hear them. <laughs> now, by the look of it, Michael, not not to delay this, but by the look of it, you can tell these beers look very similar.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: uh, no. Obviously, one of them is probably a bit hazier than the other. Um, we'll see if Mike can pick up on which is which here. Yeah. I'm probably going to be the what should we start him with? What should we start him with? La, 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 la.
0: Uh, this is actually covering my nose, so I can't be able to Let's smell it. Let's start
1: him with this one. This one over here. I can smell now.
0: Okay. All right, Mike. Here we go. First beer. So, actually, really quick, beer tasting tip for those who like to smell their beers before you taste them. If you feel like your sensors are overloaded or they're not picking up on things, sniff, like, your arm... Sniff so something on you because your body will kind of reset. Your it, it knows your scent, so it will just reset. So stick so. your
1: nose into your armpit and take a big
0: whiff. of That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Pro tip: smell yourself. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not gonna be able to do this. You can do this. I can do this. I can do this. You can do this. this. Smells oh my <laughs> current. What doesn't help is that this scarf the is My scarf smells like something. And it smells like me, so it's just like.
1: He's trying really. He's trying really hard. He's diving into this. He's
0: giving all he's got. I did two different uh, smell. Smell. Here we go. I'm just gonna go in because I can't go in. All right. Take his first sip here. Oh well. Yeah. Very easy to drink. Um, Sweeter than I thought it was gonna be. But I remember these are pale ales and not IPAs, and I forget Mm -hmm. what a pale ale is like these days because I just don't have the standard American pale. Um, there, here's the hop bitterness Towards the end Lighter carbonation than I was expecting But no, overall very good beer Okay. Hop sticks around I can't tell what kind of hops they're using
1: Is that an indication of the pale ale style in general? Is it something that's maybe a bit more masked
0: by the, yeah, by well, the style? The American pale ale is, is just If you think about it APAs versus IPAs IPAs are going to have a higher bitterness quality to them, but honestly, there's a lot of overlap these days because mm-hmm. a, like, American pillows are just trying to sure, not sure, us up. Yeah. And where's the other one? Okay, the other one is right no here. Beer number okay. two
1: going in. Hoo-ah. Viewers, listeners. Well, I guess listeners, Wait. you don't know which one's which,
0: but viewers, you know which one's which. This is beer number two. Oh, a lot more of a reserve. I didn't get anything. Not getting anything. Oh. He's failing miserably. I hope. I hope that I'm not. My my nose isn't shot already. I'm just gonna go for the for the taste here.
1: No, the reason he's had both of these right. So, whether it's a long time ago or not, I, I, I think. Oh, well. That has to be the indication to him, right? He's got to think back on that memory, and additionally, he needs to think, you know, about the style of each of these beers. He obviously knows the brands pretty well. So, you know, what about Sierra Nevada? is going to stick out to him when he, when he tastes each of these, what about Dale's pale ale is going to stick out when he, when he tastes each of these, you know, what indication is he going to get from, from, from the, from the tasting and the smell that might link it back to
0: the, to the actual brand. Okay. This one, this one's a lot more bitter up front. This one's a lot more reserved in terms of what we're doing right up front. Um, Same thing goes for the aromatics. This one's just hardly there. It's because it's been open and it's in a taller glass. It's already kind of dissipated. But I'm not getting a whole lot in there, Max. I could also be very numb right now in terms of my, my nose because I've been constantly going in for the smell. But honestly.
1: If he this, I'll give him 100 bucks. Actually, I
0: can't say that. You I'm can't not going to give that. him 100 Um, <laughs> Golly, this one's so much more reserved than this one. And uh, fun story. Sierra Nevada's American Pale Ale was a spearhead for the style. Um, back in, I think in like the eighties or something, they were kind of like going, like people were going crazy with the fact that it had a certain amount of I- IBUs. Like, I think it was like 30 to 40 at that point. Mm-hmm. And people were like, Oh, that's so high. And it, they would, you know, they were pushing the envelope for this style. And mm-hmm. now, you know, they're p- like pale. And, yeah. Well, it's, that's nothing. Yeah. You know, and now you have like, uh, IPAs, double IPAs, triple IPAs where you, you, I think we've had this conversation We talked about in the first episode, now. Yeah. Uh, So I want to say, this is going to be the Sierra Nevada, and this is Oscar Blues. That is correct. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Are you serious? That is correct. Oh, my goodness. That is the Sierra
0: Nevada. That is the Dale's Pale Ale. That's hilarious. Guys. Well done. Well done. Guys. And I'm sorry I didn't use a whole lot of descriptors this time around. Um, And Chris was was very right about it, is that I was totally going back to what I experienced before with these beers. And the history that I know that this is very much wool well in style but just so tame to yeah. the beers that are coming yeah. out these days mm-hmm. um if you ever had Dale's pale ale it's by oscar blues it's a great um, beer it's really a great is. beer it's I, solid. have you have you seen that there, there's a variety pack out i don't know if it's still out these days but um an ipa variety pack mm-hmm. all of them are really good and this one's part of it even though it's just mm-hmm. a pale um definitely try it let me kn- know what you guys you know think about the challenge and try it yourself yeah. honestly this one was a tough one go home and try it um yeah. and it come up with better descriptors than me because i didn't really have any i was like hey but at the end of the day
1: you got to correct so there you, you go know. yeah that was a lot of fun
0: <laughs> my heart I'm, i think my heart's racing right now. i'm yeah my heart's i'm well, mike's working got, out.
1: <laughs> he's got he's got two badges he's got two badges Hey-o. now he's got the christmas or no it was the uh um oh gosh uh what the was two the? beers last time were what i forget i think they were both
0: were the ipas as well they couldn't um, have been. Well, we'll
1: put them up there. Boom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Boom. Boom.
1: They're up there. And now he's got Dale's Pale Ale Badge.
0: And Sierra Nevada. And Sierra
1: Nevada Pale Ale Badge. Mike, well done. Thank you, sir. Congratulations.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, do you want to go into the challenge for the week?
0: Yeah. So um, we're thinking ahead a little bit. And that's because, um, well, actually, not actually, not thinking that far ahead. In a few weeks is Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. Um, and because in a, in a few weeks Valentine's Day is coming up, mm-hmm. I know that a lot of breweries are going to be coming out with new novelty things, playing around with adjuncts that make Valentine's beer. Whatever that means to you, I want you guys to go find a Valentine's beer, whether mm-hmm. or not it's flavored with, you know, rose or something. Or if it's just colored very, very red, um, go find something uh, and, and share with us what you guys found and where you guys got it from. Awesome. I so,
1: Love it. So Valentine's is on the mind and on the heart. And on the palate oof <laughs>
0: right. thanks Chris for well your on that
1: note thanks everybody for tuning into to episode 7 I can't believe it as always
0: hey beer leave
1: it beer leave it <laughs> beer leave it please <laughs> send us emails and comments at don't stop at gmail.com you can like us on facebook follow us on instagram and as always subscribe below and ring that bell for future notifications about our upcoming episodes we will see you all next week
0: cheers